Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. You have a great show. I'm a big fan. It's got a lot of power. Come on, Greg. You're asking a guy whose team name is Pellet Envy. So obviously the answer you're going to get is no. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, really. You could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. But listen, Lavernius, shut your face. How hot is Kelly Ripa in person? Uh, Kelly Ripa is super hot. She's absolutely delicious. Oh yeah. You could, you could butter base her and plank pinkies with that girl. She's delish. Well, to put it briefly, let's just say I went to school. There's no Robert Porker who's in charge of uh, pig meat out there. Uh, is is it not correct to properly classify you as Harry Sue's pit bitch? I, I was his pit bitch for, <laughs> for, for six weeks. I have no, no shame. I was. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. Succulent fish, what? This right here is premier media alley. So did you see this one? Tiger Woods has gone ahead and checked into sex rehab. Hey, Tiger, guess what? Everybody's addicted to sex. I'm shaking like a dog shitting peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. A little run back of nostalgia there for you as we lead the second hour. But we are quickly going to have to run away from the second hour open. Remember, we're celebrating the beginning of the 15th year of live broadcast, and that intro to the second hour used to be what we would call the After Dark introduction, and then that became the introduction to the second hour when we added the second hour many, many years ago. A lot of old sound drops from previous interviews there. Gary Vaynerchuk, Stephen Reichlin, John Marcus, Huck, Huck Jr., Huck Sr., Ted Reader talking about how hot Kelly Ripa was. I believe he said, you could butter baster and plank Twinkies with that girl. She's delish. One of my favorite lines ever uttered. All right, Bill Purvis is waiting, and we'll get to him here in just one second. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grill. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Two different lines to choose from. A choice line, a prime line. Peak, Ledge are your prime lines. And the choice is only coming in one size, the Davy Crockett. Uh, no, the Daniel Boone, sorry. Now, if you do want a portable one, you're going to take it on tailgates or out into big parking lots. Trek, that's the one that is most mobile, fits in the most or the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs. You can go to GreenMountainGrill.com, find a dealer near you, because like the Primo Cookers, Green Mountain Grills only sold through dealers. Find that dealer, visit the dealer, get educated, and then pick the one that's best for you. And then, why not pick up the pizza oven insert, right? Because everybody loves high-heat pizza. We are just talking with pizza with Ben Biebenroth. You can do something 
similar. Now, this would be a wood-fired pizza, not electric like the ones he's using at Boom's Pizza, but gives you that high-heat pizza experience, and it fits on both the Prime and the Choice line. GreenMountainGrills.com is the place to go. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We're back with Chicken Fried Barbecue right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. Doesn't matter if you're a professional or a beginner. The cooker you want to add to that arsenal, regardless, pitbarrelcooker.com, and let them know the Barbecue Central Show sent you over there. Last week, Pitmaster of Rogue Cookers came on the show to recap the San Antonio Barbecue Cookoff as he saw it, and he saw a 14th place overall finish. My guest here in the second hour was Reserve Grand at the event last year, and he did one better here in 2023, taking home the Grand Championship here to talk about it. And his barbecue journey is the pitmaster of chicken fried barbecue, Bill Purvis, joining me here on the show. Bill, take us back to a year ago where there ended up being quite a little bit of scoring fiasco, one that kept you from walking the stage as reserve grand champion. And look, I understand time has passed. The Grand Championship a couple weeks ago probably heals a little bit of wounds. But as you remember that time, were you a little hot on that deal? You know, I was a little bit hot on it. But at the same time, too, while they messed up the scoring and they had me listed as 12th, and basically they they lost one of the scorecards for the judges uh, on ribs. And it bumped me up to reserve grand. But the the worst part about it was the guy that was reserve grand, him – a guy named Larry Zimmerman, he had to move down to third and, uh, man, he's a really sweet, you know, he's an older gentleman. Uh, he's probably in his seventies and, uh, it was the best, probably the best finish he's ever had. And now he's being booped down and, Hey, you got to give that buckle to this young guy out of, you know, Houston. And, uh, uh, he had to give up the buckle, the aprons and everything. So it was a bit bittersweet in that sense that, uh, and a guy's a super guy. So I hated to, you know, I couldn't really celebrate the way I wanted to just because at the same time, you know, I knew he was having to relinquish everything. So, There's been a yeah. few times over the course of the show where there has been some type of scoring discrepancy, and I'll follow up with whoever's on the show that week and going, you know, just like I asked you, know, are you pissed? Or, you know, isn't this something that could have not happened? Blah, 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 whatever the case may be. And it always comes back to, in the end, a true barbecue man or woman doesn't want the award that they didn't earn. They'll happily take the 12th place award if that's where they should be. They'll happily be upgraded to reserve or grand if that's where the numbers say they're going to be, and you're following right along suit with that. Yeah, I mean, and he was very gracious about it all. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he wanted to make sure that I got the buckle and he sent it to me directly versus going through channels of sending it back to IBCA and relying on them to mail it to me. He's, man, I'll just give it to you direct. So, uh, no, he was very gracious and, uh, and, you know, he's a great guy. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was great to go back there and actually grant it this year and, and, do, and do get to walk the stage. I never would have predicted that, but, uh, that's how the, that's how the cards laid out this, uh, you know, this time. So, uh, 
uh, pretty crazy. So Bill Purvis joining us here on the show. Chickenfriedbbq.com is website. Instagram at chickenfriedbbq. As I'd mentioned in the open, Doug was on last week. You were in the chat room and probably heard most of that interview. Yep. So let's take a look back from your perspective. First off, are you an ancillary freak like our pals Doug and Jennifer, or are you just more there for the show and that's it? I'm just there for the main meets. Yeah. So I did do some ancillaries just because it's San Antonio, but uh, it's definitely not. Um, you know, I did a steak and I did uh, the open category, but I'm not a dessert cook or. You know, I don't have any of those like uh, Doug does. And I've tasted several of Doug's desserts at Houston last year and the one this year before he won, and it was delicious. But it's not something that uh, – yeah, I'm a one-man team, so I, I'm not sitting there trying to do a cheesecake while I'm messing with the brisket, you know. so You cook a few different sanctioning bodies as well. You do some – I mean, I think Texas is up to – 75 different sanctioning bodies within yeah, the state maybe 76 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then of course uh, kcbs uh which we saw you on tv there for barbecue usa as they were covering yep. that in season one is it tough to go from sanctioning body to sanctioning body or do you enjoy those marked differences because it keeps your barbecue skills that much sharper you know i feel like kcbs is probably a little bit easier just because you're cooking to a certain specification you know, you, you're, you, you know, in Texas, you're cooking to people off the street. One person may have seen pit masters and they're looking for a certain type of rib where someone who's never judged before wants a fall off the bone rib. And they think that's perfect barbecue. So, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you don't know what spec you're cooking to as far as Texas goes, but in KCBS, man, you're, you know, those judges are trained and you're, once you figure out the specification, I feel like it's just a touch easier in that sense, because like I said, you know, if you overcook your brisket or overcook your ribs, where in Texas, you don't know, you know, I mean, you can, you can overcook something and still walk. From so. a mindset standpoint, then in Texas, are you more or less cooking with whatever you like and then hoping the judges like it or you can't do that at KCBS. That's like the standard rule. You never cook how you like it for KCBS. You're cooking for the judges. You're not cooking for yourself where it might yeah. be antithetical going over to Texas. No, it's the same. I mean, I don't necessarily cook what I like. I try to cook what I feel like is going to score. <laughs> you know, it costs a lot of money for these competitions and meats and all the rest of it. So if if mushy ribs are going to score, overcooked mushy ribs are going to score, that's what I'm going to turn in. <laughs> and that's that's usually what scores in Texas on ribs. It's a very different rib in Texas than it is in KCBS. So you need to overcook them for sure. We can mention the results here in just a second, but overall, as you look back over the win at San Antonio, how do you gauge your cook compared to other ones you've had in Texas here recently? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, here lately. I mean, my, my ribs have been doing really well. I switched over to a pellet grill and uh, the first, <laughs> I normally run drums, but I'd switched over probably about two months ago and got a first place rib uh, on the pellet grill. Do you uh, mention the pellet grill by name or you just say pellet grill? Uh, it's a rec tech 590. Oh, so, all right. uh, yeah. So, uh, and, uh, yeah, I got a first place rib and then two or three weeks later, got another first place rib. Uh, so the, uh, you know, I've been doing really well here lately on the ribs, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just my normal, it's my normal food that I normally turn in. And, you know, I went back to kind of, you know, I guess in barbecue, you know, a lot of people take notes, but I feel like to some degree I have a decent memory and I remembered exactly what rib. I ran at San Antonio last year, which got eight. I remembered the sauce combo and all that. So I was, man, I'm just going to, instead of trying something new or whatever, I'm just going to run the exact same 
combo that I did, uh, knowing that if it didn't, or if I ran something new, I would kick myself for not running the same combo. So, and, uh, it worked out. So you get a third in brisket, you get the fifth in ribs. So you actually do three places better from last year to this year, uh, yep. you know, over that eighth place yep. rib. So uh, two calls typically in this kind of a contest really puts you in a decent position to take the whole thing down. Um, as you're called, uh, well, I'm not sure exactly how that works. Is it is it a ticketing system with uh, Lone Star? Or are they actually calling it your name or what? It is a ticketing system. It is a ticketing system, and you kind of keep track in your head. As a cook, you know who else has walked as far as how many points everybody has. So right. it's a little bit in the sense that whenever I got that call for third place brisket, I knew I was in the lead for GC. And there was only two calls left, second and first. And as long as second place and first place didn't have calls, I already knew I was going to grant. And sure enough, when I was up there, second place had already walked up there because they're taking pictures and all that for every call. So by the time I started to walk back to my seat, I was congratulating AJ Garza, who had gotten second place brisket. And back to my seat, I hear him, I hear him call out for first place brisket. So at that point, man, it was I already new where in KCBS, you don't know. You know, yay, uh, you don't know, but in Lone Star, you know, people are doing the points and they can keep up and I'm sure most of the, at least most of the cooks keeping up with the points. So now you just wait for them to call your name. So how much of a redemption is it or how much of a added joy is it to go from reserve one year following that up with a grand the next year? Like you said, you, it's probably nothing that you're expecting. So to actually pull it off. At that event, which has really grown in popularity and uh, cachet, especially over the last decade or so, and that's quite a feat. Yeah, and I mean, and I really was, I mean, in the sense that, you know, IBCA, they were the ones that, that did had the scoring mishap, and they did make it right, and it wasn't until Tuesday, you know, the following week, you know, it was, you know, th three days after the contest, and they told San Antonio, so they did the right thing, and uh at, you know, so I wasn't necessarily super bitter at them in the sense that some organizations may have swept it under the rug. I don't know, but IBCA did come out and say, Hey, we've screwed up. And unfortunately I think it's, you know, they chose Lone Star this year. So that could have been their demise of, you know, <laughs> sanctioning that contest over the last 15 years yeah. that, uh, you know, at the benefit of me, uh, they went and, uh, held their hand and said they screwed up. So, um, Bill Purvis joining us here on the show. Chicken Fried Barbecues Pitmaster, chickenfriedbbq.com, the website, and at Chicken Fried BBQ. Where are you going to be at next? Uh, I am headed down to the Valley, which is on the Rio Grande there in Texas, Mercedes, Texas. So uh, they've got uh, fifty thousand dollars. There's about I think two hundred and fifty teams. So it's a it's a big purse, uh, and all the usual suspects will be there, plus uh, probably two hundred more. So. What's a competition yeah. schedule look like you uh, for you for the first half of the year? You run pretty hard. I do. I, I cook about every weekend, so I have my own rub and my own seasoning out. And uh, so, obviously, you know, I don't sell too much sitting on the couch on the weekends. So, if I'm out cooking and, and doing well, I usually end up getting more sales. So, San Antonio has been good in that sense. So, a couple more stores have picked it up, which has been great. Uh, Will people buy yeah, from you right uh, there on the on site? 
Uh, yeah, I, I have that a lot. So I do bring I do bring it with me as well. So there's, Give me a dime bag, you know, a chicken fried that. barbecue rub. Oh, yeah, they, they will. <laughs> they'll buy shirts. Uh, the shirts are pretty popular. So uh, uh, I usually get messages. People want me to bring them a shirt, so, which is fine. So For the expense of a, yeah. of a competition, like do you have the opportunity of breaking even between the sales that you're making over a competition or not? Not really. Oh, for sure. I mean, no, I mean, for sure. My, just in my rub sales alone, they, they pretty much pay for, uh, uh, for my competition season. So rub sales alone, I've got, I mean, there's several stores in Texas and, you know, Texas is a little bit secluded from the rest. I mean, we have competitions every weekend all year long. We don't have a seat off season, if you will. So, uh, and my, like I said, my, my, my rib rub has done really well. And, you know, a lot of guys like to use it. And I think, I think first place ribs at San Antonio rodeo. And he, he said it on another show. He used my rub. So, so it's, it's, it's been good. And I've been really fortunate in that sense. So how do you find out about competition barbecue? I was working for a logistics company and we were sponsoring a Houston rodeo team. And I would take all of our clients from Schlumberger and National Oil Varco, all these guys wanted to go down to the rodeo. So we would sponsor a tent, get wristbands. And, and I don't know if you've ever been, Greg, but it's, it's, it's like, you know, every tent is its own nightclub. Yeah. So there's, you know, ice you know, shop blocks, all kinds of stuff. So people want to, I mean, there's 200,000 people that show up to this thing and you need a wristband to get into a tent. And so we would sponsor this team and the guy that runs that team was, you know, every year, Hey man, why don't you come cook with me? You know? So I did, I went and did a couple of, and we went from the Houston rodeo and then I'm cooking with him at, you know, 40 guys in a parking lot is a lot different than the rodeo, but you know, he would cook all year long and then obviously cook the rodeo. So, um, so I started, I started doing a couple with him and then thought, man, I can do this myself. You know, I don't necessarily need to. He was just asking you to come uh, out and cook you. like you weren't cooking in yeah. competitions. Otherwise, did you just no. have a look I mean, about I'd you? Cook. Like, Hey, this guy looks like he wants to cook. So I'm going to invite him. <laughs> well, I'd cooked my whole life. I mean, I'd cooked, I'd all, I'd never did any competition, but I've cooked plenty of briskets. I think my first brisket was, I was 21 or 22 years old. So, but I'd cooked my whole, you know, I'd, but I've just never did any competition. I thought hey, I might be more interested in doing catering if I ever wanted to do something. But uh, uh, once I started getting calls and I think my very first contest, I got a first place rib, which was enough to RGC the contest. I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to keep chasing these trophies in cash. So you have uh, a day job that you have to contend with as well. Running like this. I do not. I do not know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was, I worked for a logistics company and during COVID I had a small percentage of shares and I sold my shares. So it was a, a nice enough of a nest egg for me to, to take a, you know, a couple of years off and figure out what I want to do. And at the same time I, I came out with my rub and that's done really well. So I'm, I'm in the, you know, I think I'm going to try to make a run at uh, making some money in barbecue. Uh, I got an online classes and they're stood with the, barbecue champs i don't know if you're familiar with that side at all so yeah yeah how do you get hooked uh, up with that they yeah. just reach out to you and ask if you want to do some videos yeah they've been reaching out. they chased me for a good year year and a half uh as far as wanting me to come and i really didn't want to give out my recipes uh you know and at that time you know uh, financially i was doing okay but uh at this time i'm off saying hey you might want to think about getting another job I'm like, oh, okay maybe we'll go to barbecue champs and see if we can't get some uh additional income coming in and it's been really good 
So how does that work out? Uh, you know, I remember, oh God, I mean, it seems like 10, 12 years ago, barbecue cooking classes were all the rage. Everybody, you, you win a grand champion one weekend, they were setting up shop the next weekend, giving out all their secrets, charging people four, five, six, seven hundred bucks ahead to get in there yeah. to learn everything that they did So because they won the week before. Is it, right. th- does barbecue champs give you like a, a, a front of so much money and then you're getting um, yeah, uh, some it's kind a of a recurring I mean, we, revenue? We, we split, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a, a split as far as uh, I get the majority of it and he gets the minority of, so whoever, you know, if someone signs up for a class and pays for the class, I think it's maybe five ninety nine, six hundred bucks for a class. So mm-hmm. uh, we have a percentage split and, uh, but at the same time, equally, he handles the website. He handles all the web hosting, the Facebook ads, the uh, the filming. He hired the whole film crew to be out there, which, you know, there's three or four guys out there, you know, for two days filming. So I, yeah. I know that cost a pretty penny. So he's got to sell so many classes before he's in the red or out of the red, if you will. So That doesn't preclude you from setting up chicken fried barbecue classes if you wanted to, though, on top of that, right? No. Right. No, no, I can still, I mean, our agreement is I can do two, two a year. You know, he doesn't want me out doing classes every month after he's paid all these camera guys. So, uh, but at the same time, you know, two, two classes a year. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, I really don't want to spend a weekend teaching a class. I'd rather be out cooking, trying to, trying to win. So when people ask me, Hey, you know, when I want to do a shadow class where well, I just point them to the videos because, and they can rewind it. They can watch it. Sure. They, they forget something. They can go back. You can't do that. If you just go to a regular class. So, ever thought about opening up a food trailer like our pal uh, Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue, who left the cushy corporate job for like seventy-five years and just decided to throw it all caution to the wind and go into barbecue food trailer business? No, uh, not at all. I, I don't want to do. A, I don't want to do a food <laughs> truck no at all. fast enough. <laughs> no, man, that's a lot of work. You know, uh, that's a lot of work. Uh, you know, I, I, I just want to cook one brisket. I don't want to cook twenty. So. But yeah, no, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather try to sell rubs or sauces or seasonings and, and like I said, uh, and have, you know, something kind of working when I'm sleeping, you know, I get, I wake up in the morning and I've got orders. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'd rather that kind of deal as, as opposed to having to cook a whole bunch of briskets and serve people. As I'd mentioned a little bit ago, you're featured, one of the teams featured on a episode of barbecue USA, there was Barbecue pitmasters preceding that, which really seemed to generate interest in a whole generation of competition barbecuers and really invigorate interest in the backyarders, whether they wanted to make that additional step to competition or not, but certainly uh, brought their interest into stepping up the backyard game, if nothing else. Do you think that this TV show has the potential of having that effect too, or have we been through the pitmasters realm and we're probably not going to touch that again? I don't know. It's his first season, you know, they're out filming season two. So it'll, it'll really depend, I think on, you know, what they focus on for the next couple of seasons. If they get more than, you know, I know they're, like I said, I know they're filming season two. They've been at a couple of comps that I've been at and I've spoken with both Michael and the producer. And, you know, a lot of this season two, I think they're focusing on some of the jackpots and just not just chicken ribs, brisket and pork, um, so they're trying to get, you know, more of it. You know, there's a lot of jackpots, a lot of ancillaries and stuff like that. So, uh, but it's just really, you know, I think the competition guys love it, but I don't know how much of the general public is mm-hmm. taken to the show, you know, as far as uh, all of, in my world, it's full of competition guys and we're all, 
you know, everybody's loving it. And of course I show up to a competition and there are people, Hey, I saw you on TV, you know, so, uh, but I don't know as far as the general public, how much they're into it, you know, you look on food network, they get beat up pretty bad um, mm. with all these game shows that they are constantly doing. So social media is pretty hard on them. I think. What do you so. think about competition barbecue in general right now? Are we, have we seen whatever the precipice was and, we're kind of in the in the in the flattened. This is just going to be where. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Thought I hit pause on that. Um, do you think we're kind of flattened out, and this is just where normal is now, or do you think that there is a possibility of stepping up at some point? Man, I think there's a possibility of stepping up, but it's going to take you know some of the guys that are kind of leaders within the competition to, you know, Rod Gray's one, you know, he's ahead of KCBS now. Some, we've got to make some sort of changes to get more of the public because competition has changed where everybody's in their trailers and no one sees anything. And uh, so we, we're going to have to figure out a way. And I think there are, there are guys out there that are pretty smart uh, and working on a few different deals to be maybe kind of expo, uh, you know, what competition is to where we can get more of the public involved. So, uh, but yeah, I think Rod Gray said something. He sees it every seven years. It kind of does a little cycle competition barbecue where it gets popular and one of these shows comes out every seven years or so. So, uh, yeah, I'm a lot newer than Rod. So, You uh, down with World Food Championships or no? I did it. I did it two years ago and I made the finalist. And, uh, man, I, I, I didn't do well in the finals. I finished 10th out of the 10. So there was 10 finalists. Uh, <laughs> but I just cooked chicken wings because I was like, man, I'm not an SEA steak cook. Everybody's doing steak and shrimp. And man, I looked at the prize purse. It was $500 for 10th place. It was $500 all the way up to fifth place. So I said, man, I'm just going to cook some chicken wings. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't a bright move, really. So, uh, But, you know, I think ninth place cooked, you know, $200 Wagyu steaks and lobster. And, uh, I spent $37 on chicken wings. So better ROI on your end for sure. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So, uh, Bill Purvis joining us here on the show. He's the pit master of chicken fried barbecue, your 2023 San Antonio grand champ following that from his reserve grand champ the year before, uh, Bill, anything else you'd like to mention or promote on the way out? No, I'm good. I appreciate the time, Greg. Thanks All a right. lot. Well, I appreciate you coming in. And, uh, cool. Enjoyed it. When did uh, I'm sorry? I should have asked you this right off in the first place. YouTube question of the evening: How long have you been a centralite? One to five years, six to ten years, or eleven plus years? I'm a one to five. All right, I'll take it. However, yeah, doesn't matter. I'll take one to five. Yeah. I'll take eleven plus. You know, whatever. How did you find the show? Uh, I think probably Smoke and Joe. I found it on YouTube from Smoke and Joe from because uh, you know me and him kind of started at the same time. He started his YouTube channel and I started doing YouTube as well. But I quickly jumped in. I left YouTube and just went straight to competition. So it's mm -hmm. been less than five years. Wow. Uh, but I would always see him in the chat, so I would ding around with him in the YouTube chat. So All right, it's always well, fun. Joe, your uh, commission check for. You know, getting a new listener in, new watcher, certainly appreciate, especially the status of Bill Purvis, which we certainly appreciate. Bill, appreciate the uh, look back and uh, continued success. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate you got it. it. There he is, Bill Purvis, Chicken Fried Barbecue, at Chicken Fried BBQ on Instagram and the website chickenfriedbbq.com. As he had mentioned, he is selling rubs, and they are going like gangbusters, so... 
stop on over. If you see him at a competition, sounds like he's selling right out of the trailer, or you can go to the website, chickenfriedbbq.com, and pick it up there, and then let me know what you think. Always love new rubs. So, now we have just a little bit of time for me to go back and get to some other stuff, get you some certain updates that I know you've been waiting for. A week 29 was in the books last week with David Leans, davidleans.com slash BBQ, where you go to become a healthier barbecuer. Come on, let's do it. So I had followed the program to a, a painstaking degree. I say painstaking just for exaggeration. And uh, what happened at the end of last week? I met, I ate all my meals. I didn't go any like cheating or anything like that. Hit all the workouts, time under tension, this and that. Guess who got a reward at the beginning of the week? Me. I get to eat more potatoes. I get to eat more rice. Again, my diet with David is like the same thing all the time. But that's because I don't want to have to think about what to eat. I want somebody to tell me. He is telling me. So, well, I'm not necessarily seeing the gains on the scale. There's visible differences that are taking place, but I think we're now hitting peak stride. So I'm only 29 weeks ahead of you. You can step it up. You can live a better version of you. And the best part is you get support from David McDowell. He checks in with you multiple times a week. If you have questions, you can just text them. You can give them a call, schedule all that stuff. And then if you want to change up what you want to eat, you just tell them what you like. They'll meet you where you're at. This is the best thing. You can sign up for somebody else for 500 bucks a month and you get a bunch of canned BS and it's not going to work. They're just taking your money. David wants to meet you where you're at and then take you down the path. He doesn't want to be your coach forever. He just wants to get you in the right lifestyle for you to take over and away you go. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. That's DavidLeans.com dot com slash bbq and we are back with an open segment so if you have any reaction to bill's segment or booms pizza or malcolm reed shoot it up there on the youtube or the facebook and i will flash it up there and react stick around we'll be right back Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. We thank Bill Purvis for joining us last segment. ChickenFriedBBQ.com is website. Follow him at ChickenFriedBBQ on Instagram. This portion of the show brought to you by me. Have a Gen Z or a, a Gen- millennial that's afraid to use the telephone as a real telephone? Put them in touch with me. I'll teach them how to use that phone and feel confident doing it. You don't have to get all shaky or nervous when the phone rings because you're like, I got to answer that. I'd rather text. Sometimes voice communication will put you in the lead in life. And I will teach you how to use the phone to close it. No, it's not a sales thing. 
However, if you have a kid that is scared of using the phone like a phone, put them in touch with me. The hourly rate is extraordinary. However, what aren't you willing to invest in making sure that your millennial or Gen Y, Gen Z, Gen whatever, who's afraid to use a phone? Studies done on this, by the way. I will help them get over that. Just hit me up, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. I was going to lead with this, but then I forgot, but then I remembered that tonight we are entering our 15th year of live shows here on the Barbecue Central Network, beginning at BBS Talk Radio, which is now LA Talk Radio, latalkradio.com, or you can find their app on all the different app stores, LA Talk Radio, for a bunch of internet talk. It, it was never on a radio show. My wife still calls it the radio show. I've never been on the radio, not even for one second of my life with this show ever. Never. I think two years ago, I almost got in on some kind of a syndication deal at some BS radio station in Texas, but that never worked out. But it's never been, it used to be called the Barbecue Central radio show, but it was only ever on the internet. So and I was like, why am I keep calling it a barbecue radio show? Forget it. It's just going to be the Barbecue Central show. And then we dumped radio, got the re-logo, all that stuff. And this is where we've been ever since. Also, completely unrelated to the anniversary, I am in the process, finally, finally, of getting a brand new website made. I have no idea when that's actually going to launch. However, I have secured a vendor to work with. 50% of me thinks uh, I'm being completely scammed. I haven't given any bank account stuff, but I have paid some invoices. Communication is like a little better than spotty, but it wasn't enough money to make me really pissed off yet. But I would imagine in the next couple weeks or so, we should have a completely refreshed Barbecue Central website, which is great because the one that's out there right now is, quite frankly, deplorable. It's an embarrassment. I apologize as a human that has internet space that you have to show up to that website if you even go there. I'm not into making a completely over-the-top website because I'm not about website foot traffic I would rather you just find the show on one of the podcast platforms and subscribe that way, and that's the only way you have access to me. I don't care about the website uh, per se, but I would certainly like to have it be a little bit more easy on the eyes. Lance, don't go look at it now. I'm forbidding you. Don't. It's just not great, and also it's not good. So this is where I was going to start at the top of the show earlier, but we got into reliving the last 15 years of live shows. You know, never has it become more apparent to me that the topic which will forever dominate this show has nothing to do with barbecue or grilling at all. Boat racing, every other topic this show has ever seen, cats pissing on my shit. And by the way, the saga continues because within the first seven days of being here in the Barbecue Central studio, one of those cats has already made an attempt on the new mixer's life. And I'm not even kidding. 
As I had mentioned last week, I did put a blanket over for protection. Somebody said in the chat last week, Ron, I believe is brief. Ron said you could buy it covers for mixers, and I don't have that. I didn't get it. You know, I, to be honest, I didn't even look for it. But I put a nice Cleveland Guardians blanket over it, nice protection, fluffed it a little bit so you could still get some heat release. But I noticed a few days ago what appeared to be a wet spot on the blanket. So what did I do? I bent down, gave a little sniffy sniff. You can bet your sweet ass that it was cat piss. However, as you can tell, no electronics or sound gear were injured in that assassination attempt. But I will be putting my handyman skills to work right this coming weekend as I fashion some kind of piss protector out of one of the extra Rubbermaid totes or tubs that we have here in the basement. So what that's going to look like is I'm going to take it, I'm going to invert it, put it over the mixer, and then I'm going to cut out some slots. Now, these slots aren't going to be right at the bottom. I'm going to locate them maybe a quarter to halfway up. Uh, not super thin, enough to accommodate the cables that I need to pass through there. Or, or maybe just big holes, enough to fit the cables through there and then run them in. And then at the top, like where, because these are all just molded, so where the now the top, which is actually the bottom, starts to round over into the sides, I'll have to run a bunch of uh, holes in that part in order to allow heat to escape. But you can't put them directly on the top, which would be, you know, the, or the bottom, which, which is the top. Can't put holes on the flat part because, of course, then I would immediately be scared that uh, a cat would jump on top of this piss protector tub and just piss all over the top of it. And then the pee would find its way into the holes and then drip like piss rain down onto the mixer, killing it. We can't have that. As we've learned in the last two weeks, the Behringer XR18 is in limited supply, as in I think I probably got the last one available for sale anywhere in America. And the new ones are coming in until June, which is very, very troubling. So I have to come up with this piss protector tub. I have to have venting because the mixer does generate a little bit of heat because there are some electronics and computer processing in it. It's also an audio card uh, for a USB on top of being a analog mixer on top. So got to let the heat escape, but can't have big holes. Can't have holes on the top. Got to have holes on the side. See, that's not going to be able to piss on the side, at least I think. So that's what's going to be happening this weekend. And I'll let you know, I'll take pictures. I'll document it all on Instagram because that's what we like. Doug Shiding saying, don't use a blanket. That is encouraging them to pee. Use plastic. It is? Get that big stuff out of here. Plastic? Why? They wouldn't pee on plastic? It appears, Doug. By the way, Doug is a unabashed cat lover. He has a couple different cats. Now, Doug's advice coming from the guy who is... Uh, corralled no less than one dozen wild raccoons out of his house. Out of his house. <laughs> Doug, you giving me cat advice and not being able to keep raccoons 
from getting under your bed and having to take them out of your house. I don't know if I can take that. I don't know if I can take. However, I do happen to have plastic here. And this is what we're talking about. Well, look at this. It appears Samuel Zion is saying, where's Sam the cooking guy? Great question. If that's your real name. As some of you noticed in the chat, there was no mention of Sam the Cooking Guy, who's usually in the second hour, 10-14, or 14 past the second hour, as we don't like to give time frames to catch I ever get on the real radio. Sam has a new book coming out, and they were shooting pictures for that, and he had given me plenty of advance notice that there was no way he was going to be able to make it, and that I should do whatever it takes to find a guest in replacement and that's how we got Bill Purvis on tonight. Bill was actually slated to go in this portion, but uh, due to extreme advance notice on Sam's part, which most guests don't actually give me backing out, typically they're backing out only hours before the show actually goes to air. I was able to touch base with Bill and say, Bill, can you run a 1014? He said, absolutely. And there you go. So that's what I'm going to be up to as far as my weekend and building a cat piss protector. I will also include Doug's expert opinions and suggestions here, but I believe Doug, at least my cats will piss on plastic. It doesn't matter if it's plastic or blanket or a loaded gun. They'll just pee on it because you know, that's what my cats do. Some of the other things I didn't get to last week that I will try and get to now. Uh, Number one, I don't know if anybody else saw this, but Daniel Vaughn, and I'm going to ask him about it the next time he's on, but it's probably not going to be for another couple months, was trying to start some new trend, but it appears that if you're from Texas, this is an old thing, but I didn't even know about it. He was talking about the best slice of brisket is the fourth slice of brisket from a new full pack. First time I've ever heard of it. There was video on it. They're counting four slices in. They're pulling it out. Oh, this one's magic. As somebody who doesn't cook a lot of briskets, namely me, I would ask a guy who's probably cooking a lot of briskets these days, Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue. Joe, if somebody walked up to your trailer and said, Joe, I would like a fourth slice of, I would like the fourth slice of brisket. I want to see you open a brand new brisket. Don't use the one that's already open. Open a brand new one and then cut in. I want the fourth slice, and it's probably on the point end, not the lean end. Is that something that you would even entertain for one second? Are you charging $9 a slice at that point? Would you give? Would you sell just the fourth slice, or is that patently ridiculous? I thought that might catch on. I was probably wrong, but a lot of people from Texas going, you have a barbecue show, and you don't even know the fourth slice of brisket thing. I didn't know it. How about this? Audience survey time, since we're all together here just talking between us gals. Instead of asking through a traditional survey, survey, because many people don't actually fill them out if I send them to through emails or links or whatever, I'm asking you here on this show, what would you like to hear this year? What topics do you want more info on? What guests would you like to hear more from? What other niche hobbies, maybe not related to live fire at all, would you like me to look into and cover? Who would you like to hear less of? Uh-oh. I want to know. 
Who should I ditch? Who should I bring on as a regular? Give it all to me. The good, the bad, the ugly. You want more competition stuff. You want more round tables. You want more backyard topics. Let your voice be heard. And as always, I will tailor the show to what you want to hear. Certainly, I will continue to steer it how I want to steer it. But I also want to make sure that I'm providing the maximum amount of value to you, my faithful listeners and watchers. So shoot me an email. Let me know, Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Want to hear your thoughts, what you'd like to hear in 2023. Email from Greg. Uh, I'm sorry, email for me. Hey, Greg, for your open segment tonight, I'd love to hear you talk about your experience with offsets. In the past, you said the food coming from your Lang was levels better than anything else you had recently said you had no longer... And I'm getting lost in the words here. I apologize. Better than anything else. And I think you recently said you no longer have the cooker. Would like to hear your experience and views on offsets. I believe that was from Alan, by the way. Alan, thank you. Happy to give you my thoughts and opinions. Look, I said the best barbecue I ever eat is coming off of offsets. It's not just mine. It is... If I'm at a restaurant and they have an offset cooker, for whatever reason, my palate seems to jive with offset barbecue. It's great. It's noticeably different from when I cook on a pellet cooker or a charcoal-driven cooker. Uh, the Lang was sucking extraordinarily more air through it, and to me, it's just pressing flavor into the meat. So when I was able to, and I was, luckily enough, able to compare ribs, brisket, pork butts off of uh, Offset, I was able to experience them off of pellet cookers and off of bullet-style charcoal-based, charcoal-driven with wood chunks. All delicious, but if I had to pick, I know the best flavor was coming off of the Lang or off of the Offset because of the whole way it's operating, the live fire, the way it's moving the air, the amount of air that it's moving through. You can see it going, the velocity of the smoke going through the smokestack, the building of the fire, the clean fire, the management of how that air is being sucked in through the firebox. But, and then there was like a whole romance about it too. Being the old guy here in the room now, I hate to say that. I do think that if you're getting into barbecue now, there is certainly many more options for you to not have to learn fire management at any degree. I think that's a, I think that's a, a, a rite of passage. Like when your dad takes you out and teaches you how to change a tire. I mean, my dad never did that. But, you know, a lot of dads take their kids out. This is how you change a tire. You got to know how to do that. Well, in live fire, to me, it's not a bad idea to know how to start a charcoal cooker. And then build, maintain that fire. It's not a bad idea to learn how to run an offset. Build it from scratch, that fire, bring it up, get the coals right, and then maintain that fire. Be able to pull the coals back, push the coals forward, increase temp, decrease temp, know how the whole draft works. Once you know, that's a skill set you have. If you never learn it, if you go somewhere, you can't just cook on everything. That also starts to lend into where we throw around the term pitmaster. If you can cook on anything, you're certainly 
much more apt to be able to call yourself a pit master or be considered a pit master than if you're just plugging something in and setting a temperature. You're missing out on a whole portion of live fire that is great. And as I've always said before, there's something romantic about going out and pitching logs in an offset. Is it labor intensive? Yes. Is it economical? Probably not. Does it take a lot of time? It can. But I was just having a conversation with my pal from the Howard Stern Show, Jason Kaplan, who's also a Lang owner. And we both happen to be marveling at the fact that you can get a, a rack or two or three or four racks of ribs done St. Louis style, you know, three pounds, four pound racks. If you're running that thing around 275, at my Lang, I had the shorter version. That thing just lived 275. You could get racks of ribs done in three hours. So in a lot of instances, you're not camped out all day long there because that's one of the big things about long cooks and offsets. Oh, you got to pitch, pitch wood. You got to pitch sticks, blah, blah. I, I found that to be attractive. Is it efficient, easier? To go ahead and fire up any of the pellet cookers, the Green Mountain Grill, yes. The Pit Barrel, yes. All that's much easier. But I also have the skill of fire management, which I think is, again, important. That's something we're kind of losing at this stage. But as long as I'm around, I'll talk about it. Try and help you guys out. Make sure that you're doing it right. Not barbecue right, but doing live fire right. Or at least considering it. And if you don't want to do it, I don't care. Just listen to the show. That's it. All right, one more read to go, and then we'll call it a 15th anniversary. Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at the website, Pitmaster approved by Sterling, Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers, they have something for every type of outdoor cook. You know the sauces. You know the rubs. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, 13 perfectly balanced flavors of rubs that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Also the owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're looking for a new go-to sauce that would please everybody, Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors remind us of why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Also, they're selling these pits, and you know this. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers? Not sure what grill you need? Come on. Call them and ask questions. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We're back to wrap it right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And we are back. Realtor to the stars out there in Hawaii, Lance Owens weighing in. Missed the first uh, first 15 minutes. Happy 15th anniversary. Thank you, Lance. 
Thank you for being a loyal centralite. Before we go tonight, we will review the poll this week. How long have you been a centralite, podcast or live? One to five years is 50%. Six to 10 years, 27%. And 11 plus years is 23%. So 50% of you have been with me six years or longer. How about you guys? Love it. Appreciate your loyal patronage, listenership, and general fandom, if we can say it like that. All the way back in the first hour was Malcolm Reed. HowToBBQWrite.com, his website and associated social media channels. And then we talked with Ben Biebenroth for an extended 35 past the hour segment, carrying us into the second hour. BoomsPizza.com is the website at Booms Pizza Social Media. And then we finished it out with Bill Purvis from Chicken Fried Barbecue, ChickenFriedBBQ.com, his website, or on Instagram at ChickenFriedBBQ. Big show planned for you next week. Meathead will be around, and Robert Moss will be around, and a number of other guests as well. So stay tuned for that. Once again, appreciate you hanging with me here as we enter in our 15th year of live shows. Appreciate you hanging all the way through it, live, podcast, or otherwise, which I certainly like. Hey, there's a... Looky here, looky here. Kent State celebrity, Madison May, right there. Hi, Dad. Hey, man. Now go to bed. It's late. Appreciate everybody hanging with me through podcasts, through live shows, as we enter in our 15th year, and we will continue on for the foreseeable future. We have no reason to stop. I have content ready to go. So how do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Bye-bye. Hey, what's up? This is JM, host of the Celebrity Grill podcast on iTunes. And you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling all the time.